Welcome to the Digital Brand Builder Podcast, where we bring you the best growth strategies from the world's experts to help build your business fast. And now, here's your host, Mark Fidelman. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Digital Brand Builder Podcast. My name is Mark Fidelman. I'm your host today. Joining me is Tracy Lamore, and we're going to talk about how any entrepreneur in any industry can get media attention. And that's one of the biggest things that I talk about is, yes, if you build it, you think people will come. They don't always come. Most of the time, they don't come. Well, how do you get them? How do you get them there? How do you get them to your website? How do, they, how do you get them to call you? Well, you've got to make sure that you rise above the noise and they know that you even exist. So Tracy and I are going to talk about that today. And uh, before we jump into things, Tracy, can you introduce yourself? Well, hello. Thank you, Mark. Um, yeah, my name is Tracy Lamori. I am the founder and managing director of Lamori Media, newly incorporated. was Lamori PR for years, and now we've incorporated during COVID. Um, and I'm also the author of an upcoming book called Get Repped, Build Your Brand with Effective Public and Media Relations. And I'm also the winner of uh, the Women of Inspiration for Women in Media 2020. Excellent. Pleasure to have you. So let's just jump right into it because a uh, very hot topic, especially now. What do you mean by, you know, if you're an entrepreneur getting media attention, what does that even mean? So entrepreneurs often, you know, obviously they think about marketing, they think about advertising. And I say we as entrepreneurs, we're trained, you know, as entrepreneurs to think about advertising, to think about marketing. And that is the way our brains work. What is super important is to turn a switch in your brain and move from the, um, advertorial to the editorial, which is thinking about your story, your brand story, also uh, potentially topical current stories in the news that you can contribute to because of your expertise that would give you a platform. Um, and, you know, and, and that social proof that we talk about, well, the power of the media is very, very strong. And everybody, they used to use as seen on TV you know, in ads for a reason. Um, and though the today's audiences are much more sophisticated when it comes to their understanding of advertising, um, when it comes to media, uh, someone putting a camera in your face and a microphone in your face and interviewing you as an expert in your field, that's where we, we hear the term thought leader coming into play. Right. That's more and more important these days, no matter how good you are, what you do. If you're not talking about it, um, on podcasts, in mainstream media, and on on stages, then you are falling behind, and you are losing customers, whether you're aware of it or not. Most people think of PR as just talking to reporters and getting up, you know, uh, either a, getting written up in a magazine or a newspaper. Or I think more and more people are, are think of PR as online PR with a well-known publication, maybe a tier one, a tier two. Is that what your focus is on or is it across the board? All of it, literally anything. When I say, I mean, to me, I mean, I, I, you know, when I serve a client, it's the full gamut of their public image, all avenues of potential reaching the public. And certainly mainstream media is my number one. That's what I started on, you know, which is radio, television, um, newspapers, and that's still, you know, that's still you know, huge for a lot of people. And then I'm educating a lot of people too now, the younger people know, the older people aren't aware that what you're saying, the online media, a lot of the, you know, the Huffington Posts and the and podcasts of the level of yours, you know, high profile podcasts with quality content that is media today is also, you know, can be 
even more advantageous than being your local television or radio, though all of us older people still think, oh, you know, TV, which I, you know, put people on all the time. But great example of that is um, Jimmy Dennis. We I was interviewed in Rolling Stone about the case of Jimmy Dennis, uh, the guy I first learned to write a press release about, which was a wrongfully convicted guy, innocent guy on death row. We wrote a press release 20 years ago and he was released and all that. But um, uh, yeah, the, the what was I just saying? Oh, shoot, I lost my train of thought. It was really important. Uh, well, you're talking about uh, um, how you uh, use podcasts and TV. A lot of people are thinking TV is going to go. Oh, right. Sorry, Rolling Stone. I was using the example of Rolling Stone. You know, you know the song on the cover of the Rolling Stone, right? Yeah. He didn't make the cover, but we were in the in the magazine, and we had asked him, "Was it going to be in the print magazine?" Because I want to buy five copies for my mother, like the song says. <laughs> and they said, "Well, it's actually not going to be in the print magazine, but that's not bad news. If it was in the print magazine, you'd be looking at seven hundred thousand eyes." I don't remember the exact. You know, don't quote me exactly on the numbers, but it was something like you'd be looking at seven hundred or eight hundred thousand views online. You're looking at seven to nine million. So people, uh, there's a huge shift right now in the reality that that what we used to think that online media was some kind of new concept mm -hmm. was not really media. It actually is media, and it's the content creators now where a lot of mainstream media are coming to get their information. So both sides, like, to answer your question, I do both. I do, you know, mainstream media teaching, uh, getting clients in mainstream media and teaching them how to do it themselves too, and also opening up the wonderful, especially in 2020 and beyond, the hugely important world of podcasts and online creation where experts like you and me you know, in our fields are creating and talking to other people and providing inform real information that's of real value to entrepreneurs and other people. Okay. So it's across the board. And if I'm an entrepreneur and I'm just starting a business, what are the first things that I should be looking to do in order to prepare to get this media attention? What do you do first? So think about it. There's two. Um, you, you're probably thinking about your business and what you're selling as number one when you think about media, and that's the first mistake. Because you should be thinking about yourself as a thought leader and the expert in that thing you're selling in that sphere, right? So that way, because um, because otherwise you may be veering towards that. And I'm not saying you can't be talking about your brand and all that, but be careful when you're thinking and framing your thinking about it. Otherwise, you may veer into that advertorial. Right. So you want to be thinking about yourself as what can I say? What can I bring to the table? What do I know that other people, whether it's in my industry or outside of my industry, don't know and look for. So here's some real tips, some real opportunities. Okay, If you have a marketing budget, put it away for a month and hire a publicist, hire me, work internationally or any publicist, really, just so you can understand and see the way they frame you. And then you start to understand and your mind will be like blown wide open to the opportunities. But if you can't do that and you want to kind of investigate the world, you know, yourself, before I, I'm going to give some real world tips, but before you even look at those, um, make sure you have your story in terms of your, your bio, your little two paragraph compelling bio that includes not every list of every accomplishment you've ever done, but a compelling little story for the media, but why you're the expert to talk about this and maybe two or three uh, potential talking points that you could do. So it could be, you know, something you'd be comfortable talking on a stage about that could be a media segment. So you could say, you know, Mark speaks about, you know, the, you know, whatever, and this and this, right? So you're giving them some, you're spoon feeding them some, you're giving them a gift of spoon feeding them good material 
good content as opposed to asking them for something which is free advertising which they're not in the business of doing they're happy to send you to the ad department so once you've got that little you know few paragraphs and you know you're confident in it that it's, it's a good story and it's a good message and it would make somebody compelled to interview you go and there are some sources these are like free things that you can go and do that i've given away but publicists don't always give away because we'd rather you come and pay us to do it for you but you can go and search <laughs> harrow which is help help a reporter out is an online yeah free service that you can just sign up to and get emails three times a day of everything from oprah.com to the list to good housekeeping to reader's guide just to nbc those are all places i've got my clients on using that where reporters are already doing stories and they're just looking for a source to fit into their story there's huge opportunities for entrepreneurs in there all the time daily and some of them are just general like entrepreneur to speak on so it gives you a, a great platform so are you saying for entrepreneurs to become you know position themselves as an expert and then let reporters or people know hey that you're an expert in x or y or z is that kind of the first step that you look at well these particular services goes beyond that like you'll actually see on these services daily report requests will come in saying query uh nbc with a deadline of tuesday the or, you know whatever the 30th of december at seven o'clock i'm looking for four entrepreneurs who can speak uh about their how COVID has affected them last year and their goals for 2021 and then the publicists like me or the intrepid intelligent you know savvy entrepreneur who knows how to frame his stuff can go frame his story go jump in real quick yep i got a great quote for you here you go it's that easy i've literally got one client 26 years old she's a, like a life coach and her she had a history of bipolar her idea was if she shared her personal story in the media you know maybe people would see that she'd been through and dealt with stuff and not wasn't just talking and they would come and choose her over her competitors so she hired me i gave her the lowest rate because she's 26 years old didn't have a lot of resources zero media literally the next day through harrow help a reporter out just by the luck of the draw i saw good housekeeping 150 year old iconic american magazine was looking for women between 25 and 40 willing to share their story of bipolar bam so i i asked her give me your quote on it clisver she gave me you know two or three paragraphs saying what, what she would say if they interviewed her i sent it to the reporter the next morning the reporter interviewed her not only do we get her in good housekeeping which is epic for your very first media hit but in the print issue of good housekeeping which is a magazine that you see you know in the grocery store checkout so she, and her, her career has been created out of that one opportunity since then she's had I don't know how many podcasts and TV appearances and print appearances because she was recognizing that article and said, I'm, I'm not my mental illness. And now she's called a mental health champion. So that's just one example, one little media thing and how that can literally change your whole brand. And, the, and it was free other than hiring a publicist to find it. Those aren't things you can pay for. Right. I mean, that's a very good example of, you know, if somebody took advantage of an opportunity and one article just kind of launched them. Um, I find that those are hard to get. I mean, uh, but they're totally doable, especially if you're positioning yourself correctly and you've got a good uh, tagline or headline or, or something. Yeah, that was a lucky one to get that right off the gate, right? But if that's not the, I mean, that's why I say hair, that's not, but those are like, those big ones are absolutely reachable, free with a little work. And, you know, then it's, you can reach that reporter. Then it's just a matter of was your story 
right. You know what I mean? It's not like it's impossible. I've gotten clients and all these major things just by the luck like that way. The other thing is, you know, reaching out with your own story to local media and, you know, responding if you see something that's in the news that you can speak to via your expertise, it's a story that is likely to be something that they want to, they're going to keep talking to you about you as a different voice with a different, um, you know, different, something, something different to say about it, but you have to be within your realm of expertise convincingly, you know, can get that media spot. And the way to be convincing and get is to go and get that third party. Um, what do they call it? The th social proof by appearing on podcasts and something like yours might be harder to get on. You're, you really interview the elite, you know, uh, in their fields, but for people who maybe haven't proven themselves that way yet, but they still have something to say, there are smaller podcasts they can get on, or they can start writing articles themselves for medium that where people can, you know, see their thoughts. And, and this is how you start presenting yourself as that thought leader. Like you said, early on, it's absolutely true that this differentiates themselves them from their competitors when people come and look at your website and see that you you know versus your competitor and you've been on all these things and been interviewed as an expert in your field internationally and the other guy is just doing a great job okay. you know no one's going to see the great job they're going to see that shine that everybody's noticing your work and that's the reality of today and it's going to continue to be the reality as we have more and more platforms so it's something that entrepreneurs really have to you know, take advantage of, be comfortable with. Yeah. And just to, to, you know, kind of build off of what you were saying to get on this podcast, you, you really just have to have oh, a expertise that's provable. Cause I, I do a Google search and, and I look around, but also uh, something unique that most people haven't heard before in the marketing or sales field, like mm, coming yeah. on and saying, here's, here's some special tricks and hacks to get, you know, uh, and we haven't gotten into this yet, but to get media attention for you, and come with yep. specific examples today. Yep. Yeah. So um, that, that's it, it's also the approach and, and how unique you are, even if you aren't a position expert, uh, but you can demonstrate that, that you're an expert in other ways Then you could get on a podcast like this. Uh, so, OK, let's let's so that's one way of, for entrepreneurs, you know, to kind of to get press. Um, what about you know, trying to get their products or services into the media. Does that happen right away? Does that happen over time? Does it depend? Yeah, again, everything is about the pitch. I always say, you know, life's a pitch and that's a P, right? <laughs> it is never, it really is. It's about that convincing. There's never, a, there's not an overall right time for everybody. Like you can't say, oh, two weeks before launch or after launch or before. I always say, so it, when I, and when we're positioning you, it's always about the product too, sneakily. Because in order to be saying, you know, you know, Bob Smith um, is an expert in lawns. They can't just say that. They have to say, you know, he's the he's the the founder of Lawn Care International. You know, so it always sneaks in there because that's that's your that's your calling card and why you are the expert, right? So, but but yeah, in, th in those instances, they're not doing a deep dive into what you offer. So, business stories are the hardest ones to place. So you have to be really savvy and know your market. The reason for that, when I say business stories, I mean about a product, about a service, about you know the the one that are, that are the, sort of on the edge of advertorial because they're talking, you know, but but they're not. They're they're it's still a worthy story. It's still something that. Graphic would be interested in, but business editors and I know some of the you know biggest 
financial papers and they've all i've spent 45 minutes on the phone with them talking about why some stories are hard to place and they've shared with me that they themselves in one case he was like tracy i literally have no lie 12 stories i personally really want to place meaning the editor yeah that i have to wait for a, a, a position because the business paper had gone in his in his case from you know 12 pages to three pages of which one page was devoted to whoever was doing the ads so now you have this weird crossover, right? Where some of the, you just lost some of the space. And, um, but so you have to be really, really savvy in how you do it. So, but you, yes, you can think about things like reviews, think about who uses your product and then go to those. Like, for example, if it's, it's something that is aimed at a, at a, a 55 plus population, you may not be thinking, don't think advertising, but take advantage of what is it? Think of what's the story behind it. Can you write an article, for example, about what problem that solves? Here's a way to do it without just saying, I, this is this is the problem and this is the, this company solves it because that's an ad and not likely to get anywhere but if you can change that around and give them say an um an op-ed piece which is an opinion piece of the paper or a, a royalty-free article that they can use with you as the expert as the author and then don't make it a whole ad for your company say it's make the whole like say you have a, a thousand word article maybe 200 words of that is about the solution your company offers and then go and find something someone that's not a competitor does something totally different than what you do but they serve that same market and maybe so help solve a similar problem you know what i mean so it doesn't it doesn't take anything away from you if you include them in your article but what it does is it, it makes your article a journal a piece of journalism which you can now get into a paper or into a, a local newspaper. Weekly papers are really good. They, they take um, submissions, you know, from experts and their fee and locals. So these are all ways because one thing builds on another. You get one little thing and then you can go and say, hey, look, here I am featured in this. And you get that other thing and then you get that other. And then before you know it, you know, you're an expert guest. Excellent. Excellent. Well, uh, I, I do like that approach. I do like Haro. Um, I don't know how busy Haro is these days in terms of, okay, somebody puts out a request, a reporter puts out a request, they get 10, 20, 50, maybe it depends on. It depends because I use it every day and I use it across industries for different clients. And it really depends. I mean, sometimes, and it doesn't like, I think it's just a matter of like anything, it's always a pitch. The key is to be quick because they're not going to, no matter how great your story, your, your pitch, your, um, quote is if they've already written their article and they're on time limits is why they're using it they're not going to go back and rewrite their article to include you it's not what they don't care right so it's a matter of getting it quick and getting it to that getting they they use it in two ways one they want a quick art quote that they can actually just insert in their article because they're they, that's literally what they're doing like a lot of them are just i don't want to say lazy but it's boom 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 and then in other ones, they're just trying to get, you know, a quick angle to decide who they're going to interview. So definitely you can't use heroin expecting to, you know, to get a hit every time. And you shouldn't overuse, spend like hours and hours and hours writing your pitches. But absolutely, if you have that pitch, you know, why, why you're a good expert and if you're appropriately answering them, it's for sure worth it. It's, I mean, I get lots of hits from it. I won't, you know, not, not I'll obviously get more ignored than hits, but that's like anything. If you make a hundred telemarketing calls, if you get three clients out of it, you know, you're laughing right in the end. So, or whatever the, whatever the numbers are, it's always more, you know, whatever more no's than yeses, but um, it's the, the yeses 
are are things like I said, I got my clients in Reader's Digest twice this year and Oprah.com and the list and NBC and you know, good housekeeping, huge their career building things. So a lot of little there are little things in there as well, but you gotta know which ones are which. And yeah. So yeah, it's worth it. Absolutely. But again, it's not worth it if you're not if you're not, if your pitch isn't right, then you're gonna be spending a lot of time you know, not doing it. So this is where getting a publicist for a month really can help to help you, even if you just hire them for that month. And then after that, you've got your pitches, you've been framed that way, you know your story, you know? I don't know if you know who uh, Ryan Holiday is. He wrote a book called Trust Me, I'm Lying. If you Have you heard of him? I don't think so. Okay. So, you know, if you read his book, he's got all sorts of media hacks, but he, he goes to extremes. So he'll talk about, you know, putting up a billboard, a fake billboard, you know, uh, criticizing your company or something like that, and then contacting bloggers in the local media to write a big story about it. Uh, and then from there, the the bigger news media picks it up and all of a sudden becomes a, a national sensation. But he, he plants these seeds, you know, with smaller bloggers and yeah. smaller podcaster, and then the national media picks it up. Do you have any hacks like that that make sense for entrepreneurs to do, or do you generally avoid that type of media manipulation? Yeah, I genuinely, I mean, I normally like to come from a more genuine and authentic place, though. I mean, there's, you know, like some savvy um, understanding of, of, you know, how things work can sometimes be good, you know, so I would look at it. Generally, I, I like to be, you know, come from a more authentic place. Yeah. But I mean, you have to be strategic as well. So I, I don't have any blanket tips like that, that I would say, oh, do this or do that, because that would feel like not genuine. But in a different, you know, situation by situation, sometimes you've got to, you know, be strategic. <laughs> so, but but generally, but, you know, overall, I don't, I think that, that that can really blow up in your face and become black PR if you do it wrong or if people find out about it. Um and they feel fooled. So, you know, I think coming from a genuine place is always better. And that's in real life as well. I, I always say on podcasts too, I mean, in this world with all these forums and all these, you know, we are, you were all cameras on all of us all the time, even if it's not literal cameras, just with social media. If you're pretending to be somebody that you're not for business or for whatever other reason, you're going to be found out. You're, you're not going to be able to be consistent somewhere. You're going to make a post. that's going to find you out that, you know, you're not going to, that you're not who you say you are. So brands, people ever, you know, overall, I think it's better. It's, it's, I don't advise using trickery. I think that we all have a powerful story and there's ways to, to, you know, to get into the, you know, the, the public mind the right way. Okay. So then how how does someone go about finding the right reporters or bloggers or podcasters? Is there a special trick to that? It's all research and research. I mean, and again, this is where, you know, you, I don't, I'm not, you know, I'm not pushing hiring publicists because I started this, you know, I didn't learn in school. I learned to do all this by myself. So certainly somebody else with the same passion, time and, you know, strategy, strategic mind can, can learn to do it on them, their own as well. But what it really comes down to is every single you have to know it's it's less important about to know every reporter than it is to really have your story down. And when you have your story down and you understand all those different ways to get into the, the media period, like the topical press release where you where I mentioned where you're um, you hear something in the media where normally you turn to a friend or coworker and say, Oh, you know, we think about that based on your expertise. Well, in this case, you make a press release out about it and you try to get into that general conversation. I think a lot of entrepreneurs are trying to, figure out, okay, I know I need media attention. I've got a good pitch. 
and I just need to find out who to start with or who to go to. Yeah, so that's just, you know, Google, there's Google. Number one, your local is always good because your local may just report on you because you, you know, are a local person doing whatever. So that's where your local television station, your local, especially if there's cable TV, you know, where their mandate is to give local people voices, your local weekly that I mentioned where they, you know, you, you can, their mandate again is to take local voices and articles and stuff. But beyond that, go to Google. I do this with every new client. I mean, I, I have a client, I have lists of media right across North America. They're direct emails and everything. Yet, even though I have those, before I even get into all those, at the beginning of every project, because every project is different, every client has a different story and a potential different demographic. And, you know, so with every story, every client, first thing I do is go to Google and look to see who has written about the things they talk about or the things that, you know, recently. And then find those reporters, those specific reporters who have written recently in that realm on Twitter, on whatever, on find them on Twitter, because often on Twitter, not so much with CNN and, and reporters like that, but a lot of big ones like Time, Washington Post, all kinds of stuff. You'll find their email addresses on Twitter and they're open to pitches. So you can target particular reporters literally by just researching who, you know, who has written what where and then contacting them and one big tip is never ever ever do a bulk email with reporters they hate that and you'll burn more bridges than you'll ever build like do not do not do that take the time to sit there and email you know because if you end up it might take your time this is why it's good to have a publicist or someone else doing it but if you want to do it yourself take the time and sit there in, in an hour and send 20 individual emails saying hey bob i see you i, I know you've been covering you know whatever I think this is something you'll be interested in because you may think, oh, that takes a lot of time to send individual emails, but that, you know, if, if one of those turns into a time article, you're not going to be saying that. Right. Yeah. I find uh, there's a couple of things. One, there's companies like Meltwater that keep track of these reporters and you can, you can oh, yeah, sort yeah. by, by um, category or I don't think you sort by product. And they're great to help you find your results too. Like, cause a lot of reporters won't tell you when they, you know, when they picked you up, Yeah. especially if they're not doing an interview, if you've done a really good press release, like a kind of magazine style press release where you have the right quotes in there and the busy newsroom doesn't have time to do an actual new story. They'll just take your quotes and do an article. And if you don't have something like Meltwater, you might find it, you know, three months later in Google. Be, oh, that's great. I was covered. Yeah. They have their, their current contact information, which is, which is also nice. One of the tricks uh, that we've done in the past is we'll go and look at who's covered our competitors or products that are in the same category. And then exactly. we, go, we go to Twitter yep. and then we start stalking them and commenting on all their their stuff and we start to build a relationship with them on Twitter. Yeah, it's literally searching and just spending that research time to see who's talking in, you know, in that world, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, Twitter's a big one because it's all public. You can follow anyone, you can comment uh, to anyone. So stalking them on Twitter seems to work real well. So if you're starting to notice, this is a lot of time and a lot of effort. And I know most of you just want to be an entrepreneur. So you either have to hire somebody. And that's the thing. You know, you got into what you do because you love what you do and you should be doing that, right? So. You either have to hire somebody or you have to bring on somebody on your staff to do it for you. So it is a lot of work, but it will pay off in the long run especially if you're kind of in a, a noisy field. I mean, if you've got a unique product, you know, you've got a rocket that's going to Mars and you're going to beat Elon Musk to, uh, to Mars, then yeah, you're going to get a lot of attention a lot of fast. Most of us don't have that. Most of us have something that might be a, a little bit better than our competitors 
or if you're entering into a new field, nobody knows what the heck it is. And you're going to have to educate people on, oh, this is the new widget that we've designed and this is what it does. And this is why it's better than, you know, everything else that's out there yeah. that might not be a true competitor, but it accomplishes this, the same job nonetheless. Yeah. So, but let's move to, um, you know, getting attention, getting press. What about doing it with influencers? Do you recommend they go after, you know, podcasters, reporters, and so on and so forth? Or do you recommend working with influencers to kind of get the, the, the word out quicker, sooner, better? Yeah, I, I more work with the, you know, on the media side and the, and the, you know, whether it's new media or mainstream media, though I work, I feel like the, I do some work with influencers, but more, um, I usually push that to, if it's corporate, you know, to the marketing department and let, I'll, I'll help them. They'll tell me what they want or who they want. And then I can, you know, I'll reach out to, I'll find the influencers for them and reach out to them. But generally for my, if that's what they're doing for my own clients. So my role normally isn't to find an influencer it's just to, it's to get them to be it's to create to make them the influencers essentially but um okay. but sometimes you know communication is, is sorry pr is communication and connections right so a lot of times i'm connecting them with i'm not when you say influencers i'm thinking of like instagram influencers right but i mean in in terms of influencers like you know real life influencers like when i said i were i take care of all of their you know public image and all that stuff i i have a a huge range of clients and i have a deep i mean i know a lot of people in every industry and famous people the whole whatever and anytime i can make those connections you know I do that as part of what I do. So in though in that sense, I'm always connecting my clients with influencers and people who can advance them. But in terms of that, you know, that marketing idea of like getting an influencer, an Instagram influencer who has 150,000 likes to show their product or whatever, that's more on the marketing side. And so I work with the marketing people who do that and I make that stronger, you know, but that's not really a, a, a PR. In my view, it's not really a PR. It's more a marketing than a PR kind of um, side of things. No, it's a fair point. I, I find there are some YouTubers that get a million views every time they put out news or unboxings and so on and so forth. So I guess it's a similar function to reporters. There's crossover, right? Like everything's changing these days, right? So there's definitely crossover. And I had this conversation literally with a, t a client the other day who's a television broadcaster and we're doing a couple of projects together. And we're like, so he said, so he's a marketing guy and he has me. And he's like, so who does this? We want to reach out to influencers next month. Who does that? <laughs> and I was literally like, well, yeah, I think it's more, I would like to support the marketing guy in that. Like have the marketing guy, because they're the ones who know their product. They know who they're, they should know their exact demographics, all that. Then they tell me that. And then I, I can find the famous people and connect them with the famous people. I can make the connections you know what i mean like i'm the one that can get the celebrities i can do all that and yeah but but i like them to be the ones that are sort of driving that train because it feels more like a marketing function right okay Let, let's go back to traditional pr do you feel like getting pr is more of a function of numbers you know reaching out to a number of targeted reporters or bloggers or what have you or is it more of a function of quality, like focusing on 10 that you really want media attention from and doing everything you can on Twitter, email, what have you, to get those 10 to kind of write about you? What, what is your kind of thoughts, quantity or quality? Yeah, I, I, those are strategic things. And I have, um, I don't know if I can answer one better than the other in all cases, because there's, there's been different cases where I've used both. Like, for example, there was one, um, 
we were doing, I was doing some messaging for an attorney earlier this year who was doing some federal anti-death penalty work and they were doing work again, you know, so they were doing messaging uh, federal, meaning they had to get to the people that were doing like White House reporting. So it wasn't really valuable to be doing widespread, you know, sending to a hundred different reporters, even if they were at New York Times or whatever, because we specifically wanted there's only like 20 White House reporters, the ones who are actually in the White House, you know, that can ask the president questions. So that was our target for that. So in those cases, and that, that's an extreme example, but not really. That's just one example of when you have a small group of, of really targeted reporters who you want their attention because of, you know, who they are in the industry or the fact that they can, you know, their stuff gets see so in the, like i have uh, one reporter friend or she's actually um, an anchor at one of the major national news stations here and i've known her for years when she had a radio show i'd pitch her and she would take almost all, you know a lot of my things and now i said well how do i pitch you to this and and it's like they want exclusive so if you pitch she wants something that's a, na a local story but has a you know potential to go national and she wants to know about it first so for her if i'm gonna tell 20 other reporters don't even bother telling her yeah so that's the way it is with so it depends on the the scope of the story and you know if you're just hoping to get a but you know but if you're really thinking this is a big one this could go big you know then you're much better off to actually target the people with the power to get it there okay let's let's end on one of my favorite topics and that is um how do you get like tv attention like on the news or into some big show you know morning show or what have you how is that done how do people get that that is literally the same as anything else. I've had clients on major morning shows. I've had clients on, you know, MSNBC. I've been on CNN. We've been on, you know. So those are, there's literally no different than anything else. And people shouldn't be intimidated, you know, think those are unapproachable. Again, a lot of those ones are on those those sources like Harrow, which are, they're reaching out because they need the answers quick, just like you desperately want to be on all those shows. Sometimes they need a really good source. If you are actually a good source, pitch yourself, you know, be, and don't be afraid to. But beyond that, um, morning shows are, 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 are a, a, a different beast. I've gotten a lot of clients on them, but everyone wants to be on those. And I, and I don't pitch everybody to those because they're very specific. So you really have to understand what the shows are like, what kind of topics they cover before you think that automatically you're going to go there. Like watch the news. And if you want to be on the news, this is where the editorial versus editorial and educating entrepreneurs often comes in. They all want to be on, you know, the nightly news. And you're like, well, did you watch the news? How often do you see what you're proposing? There's nothing like that on the news. They don't cover that in 22 minutes, you know? So you have to really understand, you know, what that what value you can bring. Always be thinking of what value you can bring instead of what you can get. So that's where, again, that editorial versus entrepreneur versus advertorial is everything. Because entrepreneur, we're always thinking, how can we get our business in? How can I get attention? How can I, instead, we have to really switch to like, how can I give that journalist and their audience a really good story that way they understand this industry, this product, this whatever. So switch it to that. And if you're thinking like the editor, thinking like the newsroom, a lot less of your stuff is going to be, you know, end up in the garbage and they'll actually be considering you as a source. And when you are reaching out, number one, think about how you know, you get a hundred emails. Well, they get a thousand. You don't open your hundred. They definitely don't open their thousand. So make sure it's all about the header. Every single, I mean, it doesn't matter how great your topic is, your product, your press release, your publicist. If that 
that header isn't catchy and doesn't convince that guy in his email box before he clicks on it, that this might be of interest, you're not even getting the first line read. So that's the, you know, the key points. Okay. I mean, just fantastic advice. So you don't do anything different than TV than anything else. It's, it's still looking at what, I, you know, what, what we do is we kind of look at what's trending and, and we're not PR specialists, but when we work with people like you, we look at what's trending and we try to news jack that and say, hey, we've got the perfect person to come in and talk about Exactly. That's where the, that's what I call the topical, right? That's where you're looking to see what people are talking about. And do you have something to add to that, right? Whether that's on hair or whether you're watching the, the world and saying, oh, gee, you know, here or alternately, oh, gee, right now, uh, you know, you, and you'll notice too trends uh, if you use things like Harrow as well, because what Harrow will tell you right now or last March is it does last March for sure for a whole week or two. We said to everybody, doesn't matter what your messaging is, unless it has the word COVID or Corona in it, we're not putting it out because you might as well just paper file it to the garbage because nothing was getting through. Even when you were looking at hair, then everything from cosmopolitan to real estate investing to every single magazine you could think of, they were doing stories on COVID and that was it. And then everything went more normal this year. Obviously things of, you know, pivot's been a big word, business, all these other stories have come in. But right now in the last week or so, if you're looking at hair again, all of a sudden it's all 60% COVID, COVID, COVID. So what you do there is, do I have a message that I could turn into this? You know, do I have a COVID story? <laughs> you know, and then you have to ride that wave and be careful that you're not just getting lost in the noise too. Because then there's also the, oh, everybody's talking about that. How can you talk about something different? So, and also monitoring heroin stuff, even if you don't get that story, it's good to see what they're talking about in your industry. That might give you an idea, you know, about a blog or a speech that you might want to give or a potential, you know, and that's another way don't just think about getting in media um if i could say real quickly to look at um opportunities to get awards in your not just in your industry which you probably already know about but outside of your industry there's all kinds of general you know entrepreneur awards or if you're a, power, a woman you know women in this and that awards or you know there's all kinds of different awards that you that the only people are getting the awards are the ones that are submitting themselves or getting nominated you don't know about them so you're not in the mix get in that mix same with international speaking engagements especially right now with the world shut down, everybody's doing them online. So it's a lot easier for them to have you on. They don't have to fly you and put you up in a hotel. But then when the world opens up later, you still have on your resume. Oh, I spoke at the, you know, Tokyo Japan symposium or on international, whatever you do. Wonderful. I mean, very good discussion. Um, so happy that we had it. We can go on and on and on. So where can people find you? Let's say they don't want to do it themselves and they want more uh, to learn more about what you do in PR in general. Where do, where do people find you? Yeah, they can find me at lamorimedia.com. That's L-A-M-O-U-R-I-E media.com uh, or on Instagram at Tracy Lamori PR Media or on Facebook where I pretty much live, Tracy Lamori. Uh, and yeah, and I'm happy. I'm a completely approachable. You can email me lamoripr at gmail.com and we can set up a, a 15 minute or half an hour consult i know it's new to a lot of entrepreneurs so i'm happy to talk about how you know it can help your specific business and yeah just and you know or if you just you know want to know more about pr and look for someone local but um internet it's an international world and i have clients all around the world so i'm happy to talk to any of your listeners and i hope i do excellent good all right with that tracy we're gonna wrap things up and uh i got an idea for another episode in the next couple of months that we could do that's really focused on uh, some PR activities. So uh, we're going to have to reconnect and, and do it in Absolutely. three months. Sounds good. 
All right. Thank you so much. Pleasure to have you. Okay. Bye, friends.